Welcome to Waste Away, the intermittent fasting podcast. If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, heal your thyroid and autoimmune issues, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, the Chantel Ray Way, and each week I have different guests answering your questions. If you haven't had a chance to pick up your copy of Waste Away, visit ChantelRayWay.com slash podcast and you'll automatically get 20% off the book, audiobook, recipe book, coaching, and Inner Circle Facebook group. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, Aaron here. Before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that you can find our full podcast episodes on our YouTube channel. Not only do you get to see Chantel and our guests, but you also get to see any charts, graphs, or pictures that we may mention. Search Chantel Ray Way on YouTube or click the link in the show notes. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to ChantelRayWay.com slash coaching. As always, enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode, and I'm so excited. I have Katie Abbott here, and she is a integrative nutritional health coach. So welcome. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And so I want to talk to you about what, you know, I always ask this. Everyone knows, you know, I wrote a book, and in my book, I talk about I interview everyone and what do I ask them? What do you eat? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, and kind of really kind of getting into their diet. So what is it that you kind of, you know, are you vegan? Are you this? Are you that? What is your approach to food? Um, My approach to food is just healthy eating. And I don't put a label on the way that I eat. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of an anti-diet way of eating. Love that. Um, However, you know, the pattern of how I eat is very important. So Uh breakfast is usually my biggest meal of the day. Uh Lunch is medium size. Dinner is my smallest meal of the day. Gotcha. I'm the same way. I I eat more in the earlier part of the day. I don't love to eat a big I don't like to go to bed full but some right. people are just the opposite right like yeah. they like to go exactly to bed. so so let me ask you about your diet okay. so like as far as like like tell me some things that you eat like you know what does your breakfast look like what does your lunch look like what does your dinner look like okay so I start my day in the morning with a mug of green tea some mm-hmm. people start with lemon water I prefer to start with green tea mm-hmm. it's a very gentle way to wake up in the morning it's really mm-hmm. rich in antioxidants and mm-hmm. you get a little caffeine and um, let's see my breakfast this morning was I had two eggs with avocado toast on whole grain sprouted bread mm-hmm. and I had smoked salmon on it and I mm-hmm. had sprouted microgreens on it as well mm-hmm. Um, yesterday for lunch, I made a bento box. I usually pack my lunch every day so that I know that I'm prepared to eat very healthy. Okay. And um, it had hummus in it. It had brown rice crackers in the bento box and also a huge portion of carrots and green peppers cut up. And then for dinner, it really varies. Usually it's a small dinner. Like a couple nights ago, I had salmon and bok choy with quinoa. Um, last night I had a veggie burger and a salad. Mm-hmm. So it's usually my smallest meal and it's kind of like a, a, a snack. Snack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's funny that you say that because so, you know, as I interviewed all of the women that I interviewed, this is kind of the chart. Like I, I literally just asked them, these are people who have been thin their whole life. They've never been on a diet. I said, what do you do? And so you would actually fall under the category of eating three times a day. For sure. But 
for... And I'm actually physically hungry. Like, my stomach is that's, growling. And that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. The whole point is, is even though those women were eating three times a day, that's what they would say to me. I am eating three times a day, but I'm making sure before I'm eating that food, I'm physically hungry mm-hmm. and my stomach is growling. Yeah. So I hear that over and over again. So you're going to fall into that 10% category. But if you look at the chart, as I interviewed people, 70% of those thin women who've been thin their entire life said they only eat twice a day because that's when their body was physically hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when we and should so, be eating. Huh? And it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for everyone. Yep. And that I think you just hit the trigger on the head. The most important thing is, are you physically hungry when you're eating now do you do you work out at all I do okay and what do you what's kind of your workouts like um I do a lot of walking Mm -hmm. um just because I'm inside and I'm um in air conditioned controlled environments a lot and so I just want to be outside Mm -hmm. in nature a lot so I do a lot of really long walks okay so like 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 three to five miles yeah that's um, me and my friends. Four miles is kind of our like sweet that's spot. Great. It's that's like four wonderful. miles is perfect. And it feels good. Feels great. Yeah, and that's my incentive for exercising. Mm-hmm. It's just because it makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, I also enjoy group exercise classes uh-huh. where there's a group of people, men or women, and we're all doing the same thing, working hard together. Uh-huh. Um, I also enjoy doing yoga. Mm-hmm. I love playing tennis. So do you work out? I play tennis too. Awesome. awesome. Mm-hmm. What level are you? I don't know what level I am. Okay. I played very competitively in my um, late teens, early 20s, and then mm-hmm. I got really burnt out. Yeah. Um, so I just play for fun now. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say, are you working out seven days a week, like doing something? Whether I do it's something, something every seven, day. Yeah. And, and it might just be in my house, in my living room. I turn on YouTube and do like a 15-minute Pilates video. Yeah. Some days and it's not a lot. And would you say that you are maybe sometimes even doing two works two workouts a day? Sometimes you're walking. Sometimes you might be walking and doing yoga. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. So again, and, and again, so you're falling into that category, that 10%. But those people, every time I interviewed them... If you look with that three times a day, those people were always moving. Why were they hungry three times a day? Mm -hmm. Because they weren't just sitting all day long. They were hungry three times a day because they were moving. They were getting going. So I love Mm -hmm. that. They have their metabolism that is awake and working for them. So one of the things that... I, I've just, your your website is beautiful, by the Thank way. Thank you. Um, it's katieabbottrd.com. Yes. And, you know, something I noticed that you're really passionate about that I need to do a much better job of is mindful eating. So mm-hmm. first, for, for listeners who don't know what that is, explain that to us. So mindful eating is a way of eating. So we're not even looking at what is on your plate. It is a process of just paying attention on purpose to your actual eating experience and without judgment. Okay, so this might sound straightforward that you're just paying attention to what you're doing. However, we have a lot of distractions. So mindful eating can be difficult for some people that have a lot of distractions or who don't have a lot of time to sit down and eat. And that would be me. Like, I'm always distracted. (laughs) I have so many balls in the air all the time. In scientific studies, distracted eating is associated with eating 40% more calories. Wow. Just because you're not paying as much attention to your fullness cues. So I met this guy. uh, 
that's like chiropractor. His name was Francois. He's from France. Fancy. And he's, I'm, we're going to have him on the show and I awesome. cannot wait for him to be on. But he said two such powerful things to me yesterday. So he said to me, you know, he's like, I'm from, I can't do his accent, you know, but he's like, I'm from France. And he's like, you know, where we are, nobody eats in their car. He's yeah. like, I literally look over here all the time. I'm sitting here driving and I look over and I see these people munching down on, you know, their burger from Burger King. And they're like, you know, just like going for it, going to town. And he's like, he's like mortified. He's like, when I first came to this country, he's like, I was like deer in headlights mortified, which is like the absolute opposite of mm-hmm. like, let me ask you this. Do you ever eat in your car? Sometimes I might have uh-huh. to. Yeah. It's not a purposeful thing. You know, mm-hmm. it might be traveling or like... I just but you're still mindful about it. Yeah. Like you're taking like nice, yeah. I small... I mean, we're all human. Yes. So like it happens sometimes. sometimes. So it's a matter of, you know, eating without judgment. Feeling, yeah. you know, sensing like this is what it is. I'm mm-hmm. doing the best that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you can still be mindful mm-hmm. while you're you're eating right you know so give us some things like if you are a mindful eater like this is what you do what what would you say okay so being a mindful eater is is basically being very present in the moment Mm -hmm. so ideally you'd have both feet flat on the floor you take a look at the plate in front of you just view it thinking is this plate of food going to nourish me or is it going to sabotage my efforts towards Ooh, getting I healthy? I love that. Okay, so visually you can really tell. We all know what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of doing it. And, you know, once you do that, start to get all five senses involved because that really slows you down. Am I smelling my food? Seeing my food? Can I hear my food? So typically food doesn't make a sound, but are you hearing it as you crunch? Or did you hear it sizzling as it was cooking? And then the feel of food. A lot of cultures don't use utensils. So we have kind of lost our feel of food. We, we have some finger foods in our culture, but we mainly eat with a fork and a mm-hmm. knife and a spoon. Um, so we have mouth feel. So really slowing down and chewing your food. I- oh my gosh. <laughs> that is really, and, and I'm really, really working on that. It's one of my biggest problems, but so next time guy- you, oh, next time you take a bite of food, just start counting how well, many chews. Yes. You're but let me, let me go even beyond that. Cause Francois said this, he said, let me ask you this. Do you drink a lot of smoothies? And I said, you know, I do have a smoothie every day pretty much because mm-hmm. I have this anti-cancer smoothie that has just made me feel like a million bucks. And so it's funny because today I didn't drink it. I went to go see him yesterday. And he said, here's what people do when they drink a smoothie. He's like, they just go, <laughs> you know, and they yeah. just like drink that smoothie so fast. And he said, the, one of the things that is so important that people don't realize is in your mouth, mm-hmm. you, you, that saliva that's in your mouth and everything that goes on in your mouth helps the digestion process so much that you should literally be taking that smoothie, either take it with a spoon or you take one sip, you put it in your mouth and you let it sit in your mouth. And you take that sip of the smoothie mm. and taste it yeah. and really, and try to, you know, some of these smoothies has maybe a little bit of something in there. Try to chew it even more yeah, with that really one sip. we should really be moving it around in our mouth because we have digestive enzymes in our saliva. 
that help you break down carbohydrates. Yes. And, um, I mean, really, people do chug down their smoothies, but you would never sit down and eat a whole banana, a cup of yogurt, a handful of spinach, all these things really fast, and we're making them into smoothies, and they're getting guzzled down so quickly. We'd never be able to eat that array of food in Mm. one sit. We might eat one banana and be like, I'm done. Yes. And then we put them in a smoothie form, and we're just taking in so much at one time, and it's it's a little bit harder to digest. You might have a blood sugar spike, depending on what's in the smoothie. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So. That's so good. So what else? Like, if, if I'm a mindful eater, mm. I'm really counting. Like, how many chews would you say? Do, are you at the point now you don't have to sit there and count your chews, right? Right. I'm a very slow eater. I broke mm. my jaw a couple years ago, so every time I eat now, I'm very slow. Mm. So um, That's maybe what needs I don't, to happen I don't I don't want everybody to go break their jaw, though. <laughs> Maybe that's what I need to do. Cause... Don't do that. I don't recommend it. Um, but ideally, in scientific studies where they're seeing benefits of slow eating, um, people are chewing their food 40 times. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you just, just the mechanical action of chewing, just that stimulates the release of four different hormones in the body that helps suppress your appetite. Mm. or helps you feel full for longer. So when people aren't chewing, they're missing that cue from the body. So your body's really trying to help you out, Mm -hmm. help you eat less, help you not have such an enormous appetite. But when we're going about eating so quickly, it's difficult for that process to happen in the Mm. body. Um, That's awesome. I forget what your question was. (laughs) No, we were just saying any other tips for mindful eating. So so chewing chewing, is a big one. There's um, a couple apps that you can get on your phone that are free. There's one called Chew Timer and there's one called... Oh my gosh. Yes, Chew Timer. I need to write that down right away. Chew Timer. um, I got to do that every time. Yeah. So there's Chew Timer, which is an excellent one. So basically that one works anytime. It's like every 20 seconds, I believe. It makes a ding or a chime or it vibrates. And that's your cue to take a bite of food. And then you put your fork down and you oh wait to hear it make a noise again. And it's kind of like a little game you can play with yourself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Best thing ever. Okay. There's um, another app called Eat, Chew, Rest. And it's mm. very similar, but it has like a red light, green light, yellow light simulation. Mm. Where when the light's red, you put your fork down. When the light's yellow, that's when you're chewing. When the light's green, that means you take a bite of food. Mm. And if you're really struggling with chewing, they are taking your time, um, they make something called a fit fork. Mm. And the fit fork uh, has a red light and a green light on the end of it. And so when the light is green, you go. And when the light is red, you put the fork down and you wait. Oh my gosh. They might, do they have a fit spoon too? Probably. (laughs) It's been a little, I saw that at a conference a few years ago. They probably have all sorts of stuff now. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I love that so much. How do you know that your stomach is growling because you're hungry versus your stomach just growling maybe because of digestion? Mm. So typically digestion will originate a little bit lower in the stomach and the I guess, belly region. Your stomach is rather up high, and this is where you're going to feel the growling. Mm. Um, But hunger, physical hunger manifests differently in different people, whereas my stomach growls. Sometimes when I'm hungry, I get hangry. Mm -hmm. You get that emotion where you're like, you have a drop in blood sugar, and you're just, you need some food, Mm -hmm. but you're, maybe you can't get to it at that time, Mm -hmm. or you didn't prepare and pack a snack, and you're getting Mm -hmm. like emotional response to it. Um, another way man- hunger manifests is um, you might feel anxious 
and that could be the hanger type thing. Um, you might also, uh, your heart might skip a beat. Some mm. people, that's how their hunger manifests. You might feel dizzy. You might not be able to concentrate. You might have brain fog. So it's not just, you know, just the stomach, but there's other bodily reactions yeah. to the physical hunger. Well, let's get, jump right into the questions because we have a bunch of them. Frankie in Corpus Christi. My, get, my biggest problem when I'm eating is that I become a food zombie. I eat so fast and without paying attention. I notice that if I'm eating with other people, I'm always the first to finish. Eating fast also causes me to eat more, but I'm having the worst time trying to slow down. I'm really busy and I don't want to waste a huge portion of my life sitting there and eating, even though I know I need to. Do you have any advice for this? Mm. I, I'm like in love with this guy. I've never met him, but the fact that he said he becomes a food zombie, that's what people used to joke me when I was, oh, my friends earlier when I would eat because I would eat so fast. They were oh. like, oh, here comes the food zombie, <laughs> you know, just eating yeah. so fast. Um, and I do, I feel that way too. It's like, it's funny that I like what he said. He said, I don't want to waste a huge portion of my life just sitting there eating. I like how he said mm -hmm. that. And I, you know, I could relate to what he's saying. So what would you say to him? Eating shouldn't take a huge portion of your life. Mm -hmm. Ideally, a meal should last about 20 minutes mm -hmm. because that's the amount of time it takes for your stomach to tell your brain mm -hmm. all those different reactions going on, your nerves speaking to your brain, the hormones mm -hmm. being released, that you're satisfied or you've had enough. Um, so And maybe ideally, he's eating too much if it's taking minutes. so long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he could be overeating if, mm -hmm. if it's taking too long. Hey guys, I'm so excited that my new book, Waste Away, The Chantel Rayway, is now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere you can find books. But we also have the audiobook, the ebook, and my new recipe book that you can download all the recipes that I love that I make, and it's super cheap. It's all my favorites. Anyway, if you have a minute to write a review on Amazon, I would be ever grateful. Sarah in Delaware. My daughter and I have this tradition where every Friday night we have a movie night and watch a movie that she picks and a whole bunch of popcorn and snacks. I really love this time with her and snacks have become a part of our tradition. The problem is that I noticed I can eat a massive bowl of popcorn without even realizing it. What's the saying? Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Anyways, I don't want to give up this tradition with my daughter, but I also don't want to feel like total crap at the end of the movie. How can I still enjoy this time without eating a huge bowl of everything but the kitchen sink? So this goes back to that distracted eating where we see that you end up eating 40% more calories just mm -hmm. from being distracted. Mm. Um, one of my tips for her would maybe be to choose a healthier popcorn, maybe some air-popped popcorn that she makes at home, maybe not buttery microwaved popcorn. Um, another tip is to just have a serving and eat it slowly mm -hmm. if she can so a serving of popped popcorn is three cups which i think is very generous um and then after she has that popcorn she could sip on a mug of warm tea or iced tea that's been naturally sweetened mm. with something like stevia um and sometimes we just need something in our hands mm. and so instead of you know using our hands to eat something, use your hands to sip something that would not add a lot of calories. I think I think the key is what she said is I've noticed I can eat a massive bowl of popcorn. Like don't bring that massive bowl. Like mm -hmm. number one, my suggestion would be is that she makes sure that she's, if she's doing it after dinner, 
eat a smaller dinner so that you're not full so that you make sure that when you do eat that popcorn you're still physically hungry and two get a smaller bowl of popcorn so that you know once this is done yep we're done measure that serving size out out. that three cups all right rebecca and new hope i recently heard a podcast where they were talking about the big four making sure you're having some protein some fat fiber and greens with each meal I have a pretty good idea of what good proteins, fats, and greens are, but I'm a little stuck on the fiber. Do you agree with this concept of the big four? And if so, what are some good sources of fiber that are easy that I can be sure to include with my meals? Um, So the big four, I mean, that covers most of the categories of eating. I mean, I think the only thing that's left out is non-starchy vegetables which you could put into the fiber category so basically fiber is anything that's made from a plant so animal products you don't really get any fiber at all Um, but fiber you would find in whole grains things like oatmeal brown rice quinoa you'd find it in starchy vegetables like sweet potatoes corn green peas you find fiber so do you in fruit, what what would be beans. like your your thing as far as like you say these if i feel like you know i'm not getting enough fiber here's my go-to's that i'm gonna kind of go to Well, I make sure at every meal that I do have fiber. So, you know, like my breakfast this morning, I had sprouted whole grain bread. I had a nectarine. Um, Those are all full of fiber. Mm -hmm. Um, My lunch, I make sure I have half a plate of non-starchy vegetables, like a salad or green beans, leftover grilled asparagus Mm -hmm. from the night before. That's all full of fiber. Mm -hmm. I also make sure I have, you know, a whole grain or a starchy vegetable at a meal. It's not a big portion. It might be just a fourth of my plate. Might Mm -hmm. have some quinoa or some brown rice, a baked Mm -hmm. potato, something like that. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. All right, Melanie in Chesapeake. I've been doing intermittent fasting for about a month and I'm starting to notice an increase in my energy and a few pounds lost. The one thing that I really don't like is that when I push myself to a longer fasting window, I get super hangry towards the end. On occasions, I've gotten so hangry that I completely binge out when I eat the first meal of the day. I know that this is not a healthy way to do intermittent fasting, starving myself and binging out. How can I find the balance of letting my stomach growl and get hungry before I eat, but then be mindful of what I and how I eat when I open my eating window? Mm. So she nailed, she hit the nail on the head. I know she this answered- is not a healthy way. <laughs> so her fasting window it's is not long. right for her. Mm-hmm. It's too long for her. So go back to the one that felt more comfortable. And then instead of making your fasting window longer, look more at your quality of foods on your plate and look more at how you're moving your body. Yeah. And I think that another tip that I would say for you, Melanie, is to before you start, let's say, let's say your fasting window, you wanted to start at one o'clock maybe start at 12 o'clock or whatever and then have a small snack like a handful of almonds or um, something that has a little bit of protein Mm -hmm. so that you're calming yourself down that really helps me my mom is super super thin and she always has some nuts in her bag and that's what she does as soon as she starts her stomach's growling she's starting to get hungry she knows we're not going to lunch for an hour she literally it'll hold her over yeah (laughs) literally in her bag she's like okay who wants walnuts okay (laughs) who wants almonds okay i mean literally that's pulling it out that's really funny all right alex in manassas 
I've read so many recipes and articles about power smoothies and almost every recipe says use a scoop of your favorite protein powder or protein powder of your choice. My issue is that I've never bought protein powder, so I have no clue what I like or what would be best. I hear people talking about plant-based protein, collagen, soy, whey. Can you break down the differences and what type of protein that so I know where to start? So for you, what's your favorite brand? Well, honestly, I think I first want to talk to Alex about this mm-hmm. because honestly, this is where working with a registered dietitian like myself or a health coach would be super helpful mm-hmm. because there's no like, this is better than that. Mm-hmm. It's really what is right for you. Mm-hmm. So like someone who might have a soy allergy or a whey allergy, I would never recommend those for them. They might be better with a plant-based protein. If someone's having a hard time digesting fibers, I might put them on a whey protein. Um, so it's not that one is better than the other. So you really have to look at what's right for you. I love that. Another thing is to look at your taste preferences. Every single protein powder tastes different. So before mm-hmm. buying a huge tub of protein powder, mm-hmm. start by just buying sample packets mm-hmm. and figure out which one you like and which one you digest better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also look at the quality. Some protein powders are not made of good quality Yes, and items. looking at the ingredients. Looking it's at the ingredients. unbelievable yes. some of these ingredients that are in some of these. And for me, I always make sure it's for me personally, I always make sure it's organic. I always try to either do the plant-based or a collagen-based protein. Mm-hmm. And But the number one thing I look at is what are the ingredients. Right. And if I can't read them or understand them and it's got, yes. you know, I look at the sugar content and I also look at the huge sugar alcohol powders. and the, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, a really good website to use to for quality and if protein powders actually have what they say they have in them is a website called Consumer labs.com it's an independent lab and they actually test products to see if what they have what they're claiming is in them is actually in them that is which is wonderful website something that i use almost on a daily basis for my clients that's a great idea Mm -hmm. Tara. oh i was gonna say but going back to your question what what's my favorite protein powder i really enjoy um garden of life me too raw organic chocolate protein powder i like the same one but i like vanilla (laughs) i like vanilla and only because i do so much with my my smoothies have so much greens with them, and mm-hmm. I put so much spinach. Vanilla so much goes kale. well with greens. Yeah, vanilla just goes better. I with I put greens. a lot of berries in mine, yeah. and chocolate I think goes, goes well better. With berries. Yeah. yeah, I do the exact same, but in vanilla. Perfect. And everyone says I'm super vanilla anyway, so I feel like I should have vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Tara in Tennessee. Um, I love to cook for my family and I always feel like food is healthier when I control exactly what's in it and what is added. Yes. The problem is with cooking, I realize that I'm not hungry when it comes time to eat. I realize that I'm doing so much taste testing with every ingredient and trying every food, every step of the process that I'm eating way more than I realize. I I like to try to see how it tastes before I feed it to my family, but I don't want to keep tacking on all these extra calories. What do you recommend? I totally get it, Tara. (laughs) I totally get it, because I want to make sure my food tastes good too before I serve it to friends or family. Mm -hmm. So here's my favorite tip for this. Um, So instead of using a spoon or a fork, to taste something, turn that fork or spoon around, put the fork end in your hand, and use the stem, and just dip it in and taste. 
So then you're not getting a forkful or a spoonful of food. Oh, that is great advice. And you can still get all the flavor. Wow, that is amazing advice. All right, Jamie in North Carolina. I love the hunger scale that you included in your book, and it's way more simple to understand than some of the other ones that I've seen. You say that we shouldn't go past a four or five when we're eating, which is, I say a four. Her question is a four or five. The answer is a four. How can I recognize when I'm too stuffed and should stop eating? What are signs that I should look for in my body? Mm. I wonder what her pace of eating is. Mm. Um, Because if she's eating too quickly, she might not recognize that she is getting too stuffed. So my first tip might be to slow down. Um, You want to eat until you're satisfied, not stuffed. So if you feel tired after eating, if you feel like you have a food coma, you've definitely eaten way too much. Um, We should not ever feel like that after we eat. We should feel energized after we eat because food is calories. Calories are not a bad thing because calories are burned in our body for energy. So we should feel energized after we eat. In Chinese traditional medicine... This is my hunger scale in my book. Oh, that's great. Of just kind of, you know, everyone has... There's so many different hunger scales. There are. Most of them go from 0 to 10. Yeah, so most of them go to 0 to 10, and I feel like they're so confusing because it's like too many to deal with. So it just makes it a lot easier that just says, look... You stop eating when you're a four. When you're a five, you're stuck. Yes, and I love that your four says satisfied. Yes. Because in Chinese traditional medicine, going way back into ancient times, they say to eat until you're 80% satisfied. Mm-hmm. They never use the word full or stuffed yes. because that means you've just eaten way too much. So yeah, just that before is a- that point. Yes. Well, that is awesome. We have so enjoyed having you. Thank you for having me. So one more time, tell everyone your website. My website is katieabbottrd.com. If you want to get in touch with me, click on the contact section at the top of the page and fill out the contact form. Um, I also have a free report that is available to anybody. Um, It's called Obsessed with Weight. And it is a report based on the National Registry for Weight Control. So this Registry for Weight Control has over 20,000 participants of people who have lost weight and kept it off for longer than a year, Mm. what their habits were. So I've created a report, a step guide of what their main habits are to keep the weight off long term. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. And I've loved spending time with you. Thank you. You are amazing. Her website is beautiful. So go ahead and get a chance to look at that. And if you you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantalRayWave.com and we'll see you next time. Bye, gang. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. And if you would like daily accountability as well as a resource with lots of helpful tips about Chantel's intermittent fasting lifestyle, head on over to chantelrayway.com slash coaching. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.